Extraordinary Moms podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons that they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two moms parent in the same way. We should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. And if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hello, everybody. I am so excited to share today's episode with you. It is my conversation with Melissa Osmond. She is a ball of energy. She is the biggest cheerleader of women and moms and teens, especially teen girls. And today we're talking about her motherhood journey as a mom of three, two teenagers, and we're talking about her Power in You event, how that came to be, why she wants others to find the power in them, especially emerging teenage girls. It is so critical to build up that confidence, and she's talking about her approach and how she does it with her own daughter and with those that she puts on this conference for. It is so incredibly amazing. We also talk about how she grew up with a brother with special needs and how special that relationship is and what growing up in that kind of family dynamic, how that affected her both as a person and as a mom and what she does with her own kids now as they've gotten older and they're able to give back to those who might need a friend or might need an ally. It's incredibly powerful and I'm so excited to share with you Melissa Osmond today. All right. I'm so excited to be chatting with Melissa Osmond this morning. Hi, Melissa. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. This is so fun. It is so fun. Melissa, my kids are back in school today, finally. We had three weeks off for Christmas. That is a long break. It's about one week too long. Moms are ready. They are ready. Exactly. Exactly. No, it was a great break, but... I just thrive on routines and they do too. And so when we're just like, what should we do today? Part of that initially sounds really fun and like we get to do things we don't normally get to do. But then also there's the, wow, this is a lot of hours to fill. It's a lot. And for me, it's like the constant feeding, the, you know, it's like the lunch and then snacks and then the breakfast and the dinners. And it's like, I can't keep up with all of it. That's right. That's right. Well, So today's going to be a great day. I can feel it. And starting out the morning with you is the way I want to start it. So Melissa, for people that don't know you yet, will you just give a little background on yourself and your family? Yes, I'm Melissa Osmond. I'm located. We live in Utah. I am a wife. I've been married. Our 20th wedding anniversary is this year, which is amazing and crazy. And a mom of three. I have two teenagers. Our oldest is 16 and I have a 13, almost, sorry, oh my goodness, no, she's 13-year-old girl, and then a 8-year-old little boy. So I kind of span all of the high school and driving, and then the teenage middle school years and the elementary, you know. So it's, it's very fun and very busy, but I kind of have my hands in all of it right now. It's, yeah. it's cool. Yeah, and it is tricky, too, juggling the different age groups of, you know, your kids and, like, you know, teens, even just sleeping schedules is very different than an eight-year-old, right? Oh, and that's tricky. Totally. How do you try and, and then, balance that? Well, anyone that knows that's in the situation that has the teenager with the younger one, they know that the younger one is being raised by teenagers. <laughs> like, the things that they learn and do, like, they're just, a, it's a whole other world for them. Like, my oldest never grew up like that because he was the oldest, you wow. know? 
So, yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> the youngest is along for the ride. They just have to be okay with all of it. And you kind of deal with, like, what's the most important thing? Like, I need to know when, you know, my teenager is coming home tonight, you know, and making sure that my little one is just with, with me. And so, luckily, I can kind of keep him, and he's not running off like the other two teenagers. So, yeah. it has its balance for sure. Yeah. So, you've been a mom for 16 years. Doesn't that blow your mind? <laughs> it does. It does. It's what crazy. was the and, and, yeah. and just how quick it goes. It's so true. It's just... You think, you know, it's those hard years when it was like the two of my kids and no one was really in like all day school yet. And it was just those long days and you're just like, oh my goodness. And then boom, it's just like now you're like, oh my gosh, it's the countdown in high school years. And it's just, it does go by so fast. It is crazy. Yeah. And so what was early motherhood Melissa like? Like was motherhood what you thought it would be like? Can you transport yourself back 16 years? Um, I, I loved being a mom. I remember though, when we first had our first and, you know, I babysat, I had younger, I mean, you know, you think, you know, what you're going to do, you give birth to this brand new baby and you're like, and I'm going home. And <laughs> I'm like, I, 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 and you know, you're dealing with the hormones of everything. And I'm just thinking, I will pay whatever I can pay to have a professional nurse with me. You kind of don't think you can do it. You know, you're just exhausted and you're just like, how do I do this? Like, how do I do it? And I think, you know, that's something we really don't talk about with brand new uh, moms. You know, it's just one of those things that you just learn it and you experience it firsthand in that moment. And then, of course, I soon realized no one was coming home with me. This would be myself, my husband and this newborn baby, you know, and that is that is just where the true growth of motherhood comes in and you just learn your instincts and your motherhood intuition your instincts is so much better than anything that you could you know pay a nurse with all of that education like it is a gift and I think you learn early on to listen to it and you start to trust yourself and you're like okay you know you get your own routine you figure it out and and, you know, you, you learn this beautiful, crazy way of motherhood early on. It's pretty amazing. Hey, everyone. I wanted to jump in and thank a show sponsor, and that is Magic Spoon. I don't know about you, but I grew up on cereal. And growing up, the easy cereal options were not always the healthiest for me. Even if it wasn't a quote-unquote sugary cereal, basic cereals that are on the shelves, they're not healthy for us. They're not chock full of the good nutrients that we need. And especially since my kids want to grab cereal and actually multiple bowls of cereal a day, I want them to be able to eat better and have a healthy breakfast, but also get what they want. And that is where Magic Spoon cereal comes in. Magic Spoon has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Isn't that amazing? It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb, so it fits every type of dietary need. And they have a variety pack, which is great for being able to hone in on which flavors are your kids and your favorites. The four flavors are cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. Cocoa is a no-brainer in my house. That's the one that's always gone first. And I love that when they ask for another bowl of cereal, I don't mind giving that to them in the form of Magic Spoon. And with only 140 grams per serving, it's the perfect after-dinner snack right before bed for me. And you can even mix the flavors like cocoa and peanut butter and mm, 
that is a good combo. So go to magicspoon.com EMP to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code EMP at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product and it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. Remember to get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com EMP and use code EMP to save $5 off. Thank you so much to Magic Spoon for sponsoring the show. And now let's get back to it with Melissa. What would you tell a mom that's listening that is holding themselves to an exceptionally high, almost unrealistic standard? Like they think they should have it all figured out. They think they should be doing it perfectly. And they may look around and see other mothers that they think are doing it perfectly, right? And they know what they're doing. And really nobody does. But what would you communicate to that mom that's feeling overwhelmed by their job right now? I would just give her a hug first. Yeah. I would give her and I would let her know we are all in this together. You are doing great. I remember I had the baby blues. Uh, I was a new mom. And, you know, I will never forget a friend that came over and she sat with me and we had Capri Suns. <laughs> <laughs> we drank Capri Suns and I just cried and she just had her first. And she totally, like, you know, she just listened. She was just there. There was no major advice. There was no litany list of how she's doing it and probably how I should do it, too. It was just the moment was it will forever stay with me. And that was kind of my first introduction into motherhood of just listening, sitting next to me, being there, knowing you're not crazy. This is normal. I'm here. I got you. It's all good. You got this. And honestly, that's what I would do first and foremost. Give her a hug. I wouldn't give any advice. I wouldn't try to make them think there's a better way of doing anything. We are all trying to do our best. And nobody has it completely figured out. And um, it's such a journey. And it's so personalized. Because there is no one child exactly alike either. You know, even infants and newborns. But we all yearn to just be seen and to be validated. I mean, in any aspect of life and especially motherhood and young motherhood. So just to let that cute mom that's listening right now know it is okay. And it is rough right now maybe for you. It will get better. And you have it all inside you. And you don't have to do it any other way besides what feels natural and good for you. There's so many books and ways, but ultimately is what does keep you, what keeps you the most sane? What, what Mm. makes you feel the best? Do it that way. And don't worry about what this friend, this sister, this sister-in-law, this neighbor, this auntie, whoever is saying, do what feels right to you. And that I feel is where you do that you give other people and other moms permission to do it too and then your confidence grows and then you give other moms confidence and it's just a a beautiful ripple effect instead of the other way that is such great advice and when we focus on what gives us you know, when, when it fills our own bucket, we can truly show up better for our kids and for our families. And when we're feeling so depleted by trying to do all the things and especially majoring on the things that we feel like we're coming up short on, that just depletes, depletes, depletes. And I really think if from, you know, talking to tons and tons of women now 
I think we've all forgotten with that first baby, just as new as that newborn is, we are a new mom. If you have a one month old, you have been a mom for one month. Who is good at anything one month into anything? And yet we don't give ourselves time to progress and give ourselves grace to progress. Right. It's, it's such a learning personal experience and it's just time and there really isn't a right way. Mm -hmm. There really isn't. It's Mm -hmm. what makes sense for you and your family and your special precious baby and your husband and your life. And if it lights you up or this makes sense to you or this feels right, then that's what works for you. Don't get caught up in what other people are doing and definitely don't beat yourself up over anything. It's just not worth it because you're going to do it naturally. That baby was sent to you. Mm. That baby was sent to you and you are the perfect mom for that baby. You don't have to be like anyone else. It's you are the one that they want and love. Mm, I love that. Yeah, save that time and energy that you could have spent worrying or feeling like you didn't measure up and spinning your wheels on that and pour it into something more worthwhile and more meaningful, right? That does build you up, you know, and we all come into motherhood with different life experiences. And I think it really shapes who we are as a mom, how we think motherhood will go for us. And, and I know you've shared online about growing up with a brother with special needs. And I've loved, Melissa, what you've shared about him. And no doubt, I'm sure, that has shaped how you perceive the world and definitely how you mother. Do you think so? Uh, Oh, absolutely. I mean, you grow up with a special needs brother um, or, you know, a sibling or anything like that as as a sibling in the family. I mean, you just, you take it all in and it's how you definitely do look at the world differently. You know, I know that because of that experience, I do have a sense of compassion that I probably wouldn't have as much of. It would, would have taken a different experience for me to, to learn that. But I get moms that are having a hard time. I get siblings that, you know, walk out and they know that they're just being stared at, that your family is just different. I, I completely know what it's like to be in a public place and have, you know, a, a meltdown from your special needs brother. And, you know, you're just kind of, what do I do? But I, and I think because of that, like, I do have a sense of compassion, which, which I hope has been able to help other people. And just in those moments, those simple moments of being seen and I, I get it and it's okay. And I also think that, I've been able to understand where people are coming from a lot easier because of it. And I talk to a lot of moms who have children with special needs, but I love talking to somebody like you who grew up in the home because sometimes what I hear from Mm -hmm. parents of children with special needs is there's a certain level of, of guilt or uncertainty that comes with my other kids are having to sacrifice so much, so much time, so much you know, quote unquote, normalcy. What if they have to care for the child growing up, you know, on and on. There's these questions and these, this uncertain journey about to unfold. But even, you know, a few years into it, they very quickly begin to see what a gift it actually is and how all of these questions and all this uncertainty, it all works itself out. And as a grown woman now with an adult brother and you've lived through this, what would you tell to a mom who's trying to alleviate those, those worries. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. First of all, I give that mama hug too. They are special mothers and women, my own mom. And I'm just in awe of what they do and they still take care of my brother. You know, I mean, he's 40, 45 years old and you know, it's as if it's an eternal, uh, two-year-old, you know, that you kind of have to take care of. And, um, but that example that I feel like I've been privileged to see so much like charity and, and patience with that. Like it's such a gift that I have been able to witness. And that is like what I hold on to when I'm having a hard time. I think of like how amazing my mom is in her circumstances. So, I mean, to the mom that is doing that, it's, you are, you are setting such a example and, uh, and a strength for your child when they'll need it later in life too. It's, it's very powerful. And I think about how, you know, you know, we, we stood out everywhere we went. And I know if you have a child like this or a sibling, you know what I'm talking about. Mm. There was no sneaking in the back, living (laughs) life, you know, off the radar with my brother, Ryan, like, which is wonderful. But because of that, you know, we showed up and wow, we were there, you know, I mean, he was happy and, and running around and just all the things. And, and because of it, I like to think, you know, I did grow up privileged in a sense that I truly was privileged to see the goodness of people and, and people that I maybe would have never crossed my path otherwise. But I only, I mean, we saw the goodness that people had deep in their hearts when he ran off with just his shorts on and we didn't know where he was. The people that would be just place in the right place at the right time, or that would help us find him when we lost him at the fair or Disney world, or the people that would have the love and patience when he would, you know, have an outburst or different things. And I would just, I would witness that as, you know, a a sibling and a sister. And I would, I would constantly just see, wow, there is so much goodness in the world. And because of my brother, Ryan, he really brought that out in people and I saw it and I was able to see it. And I, I look back at my childhood and honestly, that is what I choose and what not only choose, but what sticks out to me, what I remember is all these amazing little miracles along the way and all the good people that would come into our path that we would meet that would, and who knows, maybe they had this special understanding because they had someone in their, in their life that they could understand but I, I just saw the goodness of people early on, and it, it was a privilege, and I, I, that's what I hold on to. Mm, that is going to give so many people so much hope who, who are wrestling with where they're at right now. That is so powerful and so beautiful, and yeah, you truly are the lucky one to have that, and, and even through, I mean, we don't get to pick our challenges, right? And that is just one of your families, and look at what has come out of that challenge and those learning opportunities. It shaped you into who you are. And I think that's one thing that makes you stand out so much online, Melissa, is the joy that you exhibit. You seem to be a cheerleader for absolutely everybody. Like you just seem to be a connector and we don't know each other personally, but you know, even talking to you now, it feels like we've had years of, <laughs> of, of that camaraderie because of what you choose to put out online as you grow, have you've grown your family and raised your kids. And I just want to thank you for putting out such positivity and, and such joy online. That means so much. Thank you really? so much. I try, definitely try to. And I mean, I definitely look at my life and I do see that, you know, 
because of my childhood experiences. I mean, in addition to having my brother that was handicapped that, you know, you had to always look out for and, and stand up for, you know, we were always standing up for our brother. And you learn that really young as a, as a, as a sister with someone with special needs. But then also my had a brother that died in a car accident when Mm -hmm. I was almost 10 years old. And that, 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 that also made my family uniquely different. And so I didn't know any friends that had a brother that died in a car accident or that had a brother that was mentally handicapped or all these different things. And so you just realize that you're, you are different, but you, you can look to see what's hard about it or see the good people that come into your life because of it. And you can have a understanding for other people in that moment when they go through these unique challenges and tragedies in their life. Mm. And I think when we go through something especially unique, like what you're talking about, and I'm so sorry for the loss of your brother. I do remember that now. Um, You can choose two paths, right? You can retreat and and sink into that isolation and and further find evidence that you are alone in this. Or you can go the other way and reach out and realize, you know, even though people haven't been through exactly what I've been through, or maybe you can connect with some people, but you just feel like you're in the minority in that people have been through other things that have allowed them to feel what you felt, right? Right. And being able to connect with those people, that is huge. And as we're raising our kids, like we want them to be able to choose that path. How do we, how do you do that with your now growing, growing kids? I know that is so interesting. It's a good question. I saw something the other day that stuck out to me and I can't remember the exact quote, but it was almost just like your kids need to hear your stories, I think sometimes we're afraid to like share too much (laughs) and I'm sure there's something they're like, Oh, when you're older, but they need to hear those moments that you struggled or that you felt that you didn't fit in or that you were alone or you, you know, you had this family tragedy. And I feel like when they get connected to your childhood, your story, your hardships, especially when you were growing up, that gives them this fortitude and strength to kind of, carve their own path and and feel connected to their family and their parents and I, I thought that is powerful you know they need to hear those moments of your own family um obviously like you know within you know reason and not constantly the doom and gloom of course <laughs> but I think the more that they can feel connected to you and the hard things that you went through and the happy stuff too I think that gives them like this really uh, their roots get deeper because of it. I th- and I think that that helps them know that they can stay strong in certain situations too, when they might have otherwise wanted to feel like alone or hard. I don't know. I think that could be a way. And I do talk about these types of things with my kids too. Um, I think it's powerful and, you know, it only helps them and, you know, they have an uncle that has special needs and that, that allows them to, you know, understand and, and be caring to people with special needs. Both of my kids have been peer tutors and they work with the special needs kids in the school. Mm-hmm. And it's because, you know, they kind of understand it and they want to, they want to be kind and they're not afraid and they enjoy it and they see how cool and fun they are, you know? Mm-hmm. So I love that. That's carrying on to the next generation. That's really, really special. And it just shows the impact that anybody can have on this earth. You know, your brother, Ryan, 
he's led a different life than you, than I, than other 45-year-old, many 45-year-old men his age. But the fact yeah. that, that his life has then translated into, you know, his niece and nephew reaching out and supporting other kids with these types of needs. What, what an inspiration he is. Oh, absolutely. Wonderful. And that he chooses to see the world and all the good, you know, yeah. I mean, he gets so excited over the littlest things and it reminds people like, life is good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's awesome. Seeing yeah. the McDonald's sign light up. That is cool. <laughs> I mean, just think of pass by and not care. He brings life and joy and yeah, he brings that out in people, which is a gift. And the world needs that so much. We are so in need of anyone that can that has the ability to, to bring that out in people. Yeah, we need more of that. We need more of that. And if you don't have somebody like that in your life, find find them. <laughs> They're there. You just gotta find them. I yes. love that. I love that. One thing that stands out so much is really just how much you enjoy your kids. An Extraordinary Moms podcast is not about perfect mothers, and I doubt you would say that you are one, but you cannot deny you you really seek to have fun, to make memories, to adventure, to be intentional with your kids. And that is 100% in your control to seek out those yes. things, especially now that you have, you know, teenagers, sometimes teenagers want to pull away, but I think teenagers tend to get a bad rap. And I, and I'm not here for that. I'm here for building connections and having great relationships with our teens, with their friends and giving them the love and support they really crave. Even if they seem like they're pulling away a little bit, they still need and want us. How are you able to continue fostering those good relationships, encouraging those conversations? You've created a whole conference around it, focused on, on daughters and raising really empowered teens. Tell me, tell me about that. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. Because, yeah, I think and I think with that, like with the first part you were saying with motherhood, like play to your strengths. Don't beat yourself. up. I have never sewed a homemade Halloween costume. And there is amazing women that do that. And that is amazing. That's not like one or the other is better or worse. But that's not my strength. I don't cook gourmet meals and I can beat myself up about that day in and day out. My mom was a great cook homemade dinner every day. I just am like, please don't make me do that. (laughs) It is so much stress for me. It's just not where I shine. So I could sit in a puddle, beat myself up. I'm a terrible mom. I don't do this. Or I can play to my strengths. I am there. I am their cheerleader. I am not going to miss it. I'm going to be there. You, this, my house is the party house. I do not care. My pantry is your pantry. Find what you want. And those are my strengths. I that's so I'm going to play to that. I'm going to be that's the type of mom that I can be and I can that's how I can connect with my kids. I love going into the classroom and to me that's when elementary school is here and gone. I can look back at those memories and whether my kids remember it or not, I hope they do. I will remember it. I will remember that I was there and that's where I can build myself up with motherhood and feel better about myself. But if yours is something else, then play to that and don't beat yourself up. If you're like, I would 
hate a bunch of kids in my house messing it up, Mm -hmm. then don't spend any second stressing about it. That's not what you would feel comfortable with, or you don't want to take a car full out and go to the activities. Then there is absolutely something that you are making memories with and that you that whether your kids are, will remember it, you will play to that and don't worry about the other stuff. So I don't worry about the other stuff. I try not to. I feel like those negative thoughts can creep in. I'm not good enough with this or whatever. But then I quickly just refocus it to what I do love about motherhood, how I am here. I'm doing my best. I, I try to be a cheerleader for my kids and for other kids and other teenagers. And um, that's definitely how I try to try to frame it as, as I mother. Mm. And I think when you create that culture in your home, naturally it's going to bring that out in them. But I, have you come up against teenagers that, that don't really want to talk to you, don't really want to open up? How do you crack that, that show of that kind of teenager? <laughs> That's a good, luckily, like I would say luckily I have 16 year old and I'm sure it's, it, it starts with, you know, now it's like, I might not be as much, but we are very close and I'm able to kind of talk and just question. I think hearing, you know, my experiences or thoughts triggers what, you know, how it would make them feel or different things. And honestly, just, just not giving up on it, you know? Yeah. You're probably going to experience, you know, they don't want to talk or it's going to be hard, but just keep trying, have it be open have the dialogue open, be there. And I love like it stuck, sticks out of my head, be there at those crossroads mm. right when they get home from school, maybe uh, be there when they get up and those little moments that, you know, you're, they're going to be busy, you know, they're always gone, you know, they're not home till late. I'm, I'm probably asleep. So just those crossroads that you can try. And then also what I really try to do is I heard someone say once with, do you light up when they enter the room? Mm. That's what they're looking for. And I'm like, okay, I really try to put a conscious effort into what am I doing? Is my, are my eyes on my phone or different things when they walk in the room or when they walk in the room, whatever it is, do your eyes meet their eyes and do you light up? Mm. And I feel like that there's power in that. And I really try uh, to re- remind myself that I heard that once and it's, it has stuck with me. So I try to be there at the crossroads, which will only help try to get them to be open and talk more. And then um, I try to light up when I see them. Yeah. Are you being lit up by your Every phone time. screen or are you being lit up by your kids? Like we're all guilty <laughs> exactly. of that, but we can, we can do better. We can make that choice yeah. every single time. And it's two, two seconds. Yeah. So no one's asking to or like yeah. make that gourmet this big project. It's like look them in the eyes when they walk in the room and light up. That's right. it. Hi, yeah. light up when you see your kids because that's what they secretly really need, and that is what they'll walk away remembering. So I literally, I have, I have been on my phone or doing work on a computer or something, and like I hear them and I shut it down, mm. and it is a conscious effort to hi look them in the eyes. Ever since I heard that, I'm like. It is, it takes a little bit of effort that will be, that will be worth so much more. Mm. And then, you know, then they'll, they'll say their stuff, they'll talk and then they're, they're done. They're not going to want (laughs) to spend forever and then go back to doing, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's seconds of connection that mean everything to them. So that is what I personally work on and what I try to do too with that. 
Yeah, that's so good. So I just have four sons, um, not just, but I only have sons is what I'm trying to say. And um, so I'm curious as you are raising both a boy and a girl teen, are, are you noticing any differences in the way that they want to communicate or the ways they want to connect or the way you're trying to connect or parent them? What are the different kinds of issues? You know, I don't know. I just don't have that perspective. Yes. Well, I think that you could probably remember too, like the girls, they, they do want to talk. They want to tell you everything and you definitely need to be not doing anything else and listening, mm-hmm. you know, and it is as, as it is true. It is just a lot more emotional <laughs> and a lot more, I mean, I hate to say drama, <laughs> but things of that nature, like it's yeah. just a lot more. And, you know, I learned early on that, and I, I know moms can understand this, especially with girls. Like, you're going to, like, hear these stories, and your mama bear's coming out. You're like, oh, my goodness. Like, you got to fix this, or this is hard, or this is that. And then, you know, you want to get invested into it or whatever. But then, like, the next day or even hour later, it's not even a thing anymore. Oh. So I've learned, don't. Unless it's very like, oh, this is a big deal. Absolutely. Their safety's in jeopardy in any capacity. Get involved. But if it's just the stuff, it's like, you know, you start talking to another mom about this. Well, can you believe this? Or da da da. It's like, now you've got yourself a mom situation and the kids are fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely more in the girl world, where the boy world, it's just, you know, it's a lot more like they get over it, they handle it. It's not a big deal. You know, it's just, it's different in that way, for sure. Yeah. It's definitely more, you talk about things with the girls, it's emotional, it's, you hear every little detail, and it's like, whoa, <laughs> and then you carry it, and then you're stressing about it, and then they're fine, you know? Yeah. So I've learned to be a listening ear, and that's kind of where it ends with some of that stuff. <laughs> that's so funny, and how fun to just have, even have that comparison of, yeah, just the yeah. difference in, in dynamics, but ultimately it sounds like it boils down to just being the listening ear and just being available and being the listener and not yes. jumping to being that defensive presence yes. in most cases. And I'm trying to get involved and I'm like, oh my goodness. And I feel like every mom probably has. And then yes. you learn very quickly, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not going to, I'm just going to be more of a listener and it will work out because it always does. And, you know, things change so much in that time frame. And, yeah. you know, it's just, it's a constant thing. It's hard though. It's definitely, it can be hard um, with those things. Cause you, we all are up. I don't care what your situation is, boys, girls, littles, teenagers, we're all up in the middle of the night Googling what, you know, an answer right. for our kids or we're trying to solve this problem. You know, we all got the, the medical degree on Google, right? We're all, (laughs) we all know everything. We're trying to like figure this out. And when your kids are hurting in any way or something is whatever, Oh, it, it, it wrecks you. Like it, you, you get so invested. It's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. And I feel like we all, I've been there. I've been there. And I'm like, we should all just like have a group midnight one in the morning text. Like, yep, I'm up worrying about my kids. What about you? (laughs) We've all been there. That's right. That's right. And it's so much more empowering when we can help our kids to solve their own problems versus always having mom come to the rescue too. Right. So yeah, it's huge. That is huge. Very, very important for them to do that. I think too. Yeah. 
So tell me about the Power in You event. Why did you start yeah. that? What is that? When's the next one? How can people attend? Tell me about that. That's so exciting. Yeah. So I, I started an event. It came to me in like 2018. I was speaking at different places. Like I spoke at Retreat for Girls. I spoke at different conferences and I had a friend and she saw that I would do that. And she's like, you're so positive, Melissa. Will you talk to my friend about her daughter that's really struggling with her self-esteem? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, thank you. I absolutely, I'd love to chat with her. And so I talked to this mom and she was telling me like how amazing her daughter is, but she just doesn't see it. And she just does all these amazing talents and she just beats herself up and she, her self-esteem is, is very low. So I told her about, you know, different retreats that I've heard of, books I like, podcasts, um, different things that could help, you know, build her up and just had a great conversation. And then I said, you know, if I think if I hear of anything else, I'll let you know. And then the thought came pretty strong, like, I should do something. You should do something. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh, I'm running around. It was summer. I was like, I have so many things on my plate already. Like, so it kind of came and left. And then I remember it was that December of 2018, it was, you need to do this. And my heart started to pound and I just had this super strong feeling. And so then I texted three friends and I said, what would you think if I put together an event for moms and daughters, for tweens, teens, and their moms, where they, we talk about self-worth, self-esteem, confidence, positivity, and girls today but we make it super fun. We have the soda bar right when they walk in, we have the desserts, the catered lunch. We bring in amazing speakers and we just build them up and it's positive and fun. And they were like, yes, yes. And then one mom started to cry and she's like, Oh, my daughter needs this so much. And so I just knew I needed to do it. And I remember I'm a very spiritual person. I remember saying a prayer. I'm supposed to do this. You know where I'm good and you know where I have no clue. Put people in my path that will help me with this. And so my very first event was May of 2019. And it was, it was just this magical experience. These moms and daughters that walked in. It was just, it is the most amazing feeling looking at these girls with their moms in the audience. And then they bond and they connect. The speakers are amazing. It's all about the the energy in the room every single time is so unbelievable. It is my why. When I see them walk in and and then when I see them leave and their shoulders are squared and they're connected with their mom and they've had the best day, it is just amazing. So yeah, we do an event and I bring in amazing speakers. I speak and we make it a super fun day and it's all about just finding that power in you power in kindness, power in knowing your worth, power in staying strong, power in all of these different things that build build you up. Like you will never get more worth. You came to this earth with your worth. You will never make any mistake that will take your worth away and you will never have any big accomplishment that will give you more. You are of worth and we center it around that. And so then if you can find that in yourself, then you don't depend on the world and you don't let the world tell you things. You don't crumble when um, maybe words are you're put down. You find that in yourself and then you go out and you spread that to other people. So it's just a very cool day and 
What's really cool is I had a big request to do one for like your situation where you've had all sons. Mm -hmm. So they're like, what about, I've always wanted to come to one of your events. I only had sons or I've always wanted to come, but my, I don't have teenagers anymore or I've never had kids and I wanted to come. Mm -hmm. So we're doing something kind of cool and I'm doing my very first all women's event. So this allows for any woman in any walk of life mother, boy, mom, no children, grandma, empty nest, anyone can come. And this one, tickets are actually on sale right now. And it is March 26th. And that will be an all women's power in you event. And oh. so I'm really excited for that one. A lot of people are like, please do one for just women. So I'm excited for that one. And it's the same idea, you know, finding that power in you. Um, we have Jenica Parcell, she's talking about infertility struggle that so many have and she's an amazing speaker Mm -hmm. um we have seasons of my home and she's talking about finding you again in those empty nest years which is a really cool thing and then just so many um we have robin warner she was an assault um survivor and she's going to talk about you know the power of intuition and self-defense She's a fly on my wall on Instagram, and she's amazing. Mm. And then Ashley DeLillo, she is so cool. She is like a mind-brain coach. So when hard times do come your way or physical ailments or how you can kind of heal yourself with the power of your mind and your brain, just powerful, amazing topics. Then I always have singers. I love music. And so, yeah, it's just a powerful, amazing um, day that you – you just, you get, you build up and you are inspired and truly empowered. It's so positive and it's a very fun, fun day. And that is March 26th. And yeah, tickets are on sale for that right now. Okay. So where can people find tickets and find more information about that? So you can go to my Instagram page, which is at Melissa Osmond with one S. So Melissa Osmond, and then my link in my bio has like the Eventbrite tickets and whatnot. And then that will also link you to my Power and You event page. But probably my Instagram page is the best stop for that. Love that. And I think what's so cool is that you're finding your individual power. And that's been the theme of this whole conversation, Melissa, is just focus on your strengths. What lights you up? What fills your tank? What do you have to offer your kids uniquely? Because they were sent to you. And when you're trying to just be a carbon copy of another mom that even an awesome mom that you admire, it's not you. And we can learn from each other and we can you know, be shaped by hearing other people's experiences and, and whatnot. But really it's digging down into who you were created to be. And there's just no more empowering thought than that. And that's what we want for our kids to be them, to be the best them yeah. that they can be. No mm-hmm. one is you. And that is your superpower. Yeah. Cause it's true. Mm-hmm. So true. It's so simple. And yet it is so true. Mm. Oh, I love that. Well, I'm so excited for you and that departure from your typical conference, even though I know that that, uh, you know, for the mothers and daughters, um, I have friends that have attended and just said, what a wonderful, special, connected day that is for them and their relationship. So way to go, way to just take the bull by the horns and just do it. When, when that thought comes to your mind, it's not like, well, who am I to do a conference or, you know, things are already being done that, you know, are whatever, even if you think they're similar, you are, you bring something unique to this world. And 
if you get, you know, the impression to act, just act on it and see where it takes you. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm so grateful that I did because I, I, this is just, every time I talk about it, I get chills. Like, yeah. I love it. I am so passionate about it. And so, yes, this one's my women's one. And then I'm doing another mother-daughter in May. Oh, great. So, and then that information will be on my Instagram page too, like when those tickets go on sale. But yeah, yeah I, I plan to do that one in May, Mother's Day weekend. Absolutely. Again, it's very, very fun day. Very oh, special. That is so awesome. Well, I just think you are just such an inspiring person and mother, and I just love your proactivity and your joy. And anybody that needs more joy in their feed, who doesn't, needs to follow you, Melissa, online. And and I do have one kind of tangent question. Your father-in-law is Donny Osmond, and I'm sure you get asked about him a lot, but like, what's it really like marrying into a famous family? <laughs> yeah. I just married into it. But yeah, no, he's amazing. I actually met my husband because I worked on the Donnie and Marie talk show in 2000. Uh So I kind of knew his dad first briefly because I had just started there and then I met my husband. So, um, yes, he's amazing and it's been, it's so fun. Yeah. What has surprised you most about like celebrity life or what would surprise you know, the lay person who's not a part of that world? Oh, wow. That is a fun question. I mean, definitely just there's always something super fun on the horizon or some kind of cool thing going on. So it's always new, which is really fun. But honestly, like, it's just, it's very normal as well. Like, Mm. and also, you know, we want to have our kids have a very normal, fun life too. And so we kind of, we don't completely separate ourselves from it, but we just kind of focus on like, I mean, it's like every day, like if you knew it'd be very like a normal routine in life. And I think it kind of does take the celebrity out of it, which maybe maybe makes people feel sad, but it is just a very normal, like fun, beautiful family that is just, you know, that's probably what would surprise people the most is how very normal it is. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. You can create whatever kind of life you want. And and fame tends to derail people, you know, but when you can use that yeah. that platform to really inspire and um, you know, impact people, that's wonderful. But when it comes down to it, he's he's just a man, you're just a woman, your husband's just a man. Like we're all just people doing our best and you know, your family is appealing because of what you have created, not because of any type of external validation, you know, and that's all you. Right. So right. love that. Thank well, I always ask my guests one final question and it's this, Melissa, what would you tell your pre motherhood self? Oh, that, that is a very cool question. I would say it's amazing. You're going to love it. It is hard. It will stretch you. It is so challenging. But you get the most beautiful children to raise in this world. It is going to be so fun. Don't worry about all those weird things going on in your high school or middle school life right now because you have something amazing coming and your kids are amazing and you are going to love being their mom. Mm, love that. Thank you so much, Melissa, for taking the time this morning. Good luck with your event in March. And I hope everyone will check it out. Thank you so much. 
how much do we just want to have the energy of Melissa Osmond? Isn't she fabulous? I want to thank her for coming on. And if you are in the Utah area and you are thinking, wow, that Power New event sounds so incredible, go get a ticket. You can go over to Melissa Osmond's page on Instagram. It's linked at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com as well. Pick up a ticket, go with a friend, go by yourself because I guarantee this will be the most welcoming group of women there and you will make friends if you go by yourself. Be brave. You can do this. But if you have a buddy, take them along and just treat yourself to a day of finding the power in you. So thanks, Melissa, for coming on. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at jessicadalquist3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in today, everybody, and we will see you next week for another episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.